This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. It's time for something for the weekend. Joining me to discuss the upcoming Hammers Clash, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Are you glad the international break's over? I don't mind the international break, to be honest like the with break, you. break, to be honest. Yeah. It's nice this year. Uh, We've had the rugby in between as well. Yeah, and we'll talk more about the rugby, I think, uh, when our uh, Irish friend is on in, in the main show. <laughs> I think we should. Because I was actually in Dublin for the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, eight times for Ireland, never got through that's, it. That's eight in block capitals. Unfortunately. But yeah, no, I mean, I've been to Dublin a bit recently and they're well up for it in terms of all the promotions in the shop window and bunting everywhere. And they've got a good team, ranked number one. So a bit of a test though, obviously, against the Kiwis, but it's the, the test the way you know if you're good enough to win the tournament. But good game. It's, it perked my interest in the World Cup because the group stages, there's always, you know, silly games where, you know, they're thrashing teams 96-0 or whatever. And then uh, South Africa, France. Woo! That was absolutely incredible, especially the first half. That changed my whole view on the game of rugby. I mean, I've, you know, I've watched rugby on and off internationally so that for years, but that one, just like if every game was like that, then it's better than football. Oh, it's brilliant. He says... Like two class teams going toe-to-toe, like just trading punches from the first yeah. minute anyway this is not a rugby podcast people some people out there hate the sight of an egg-shaped ball before we go on for the 23 24 season my old man said is sponsored by green king sport where football is more than a game it's a massive fortnight of sport coming up with the premier league rugby world cup cricket world cup all taking center stage to celebrate king Green King is giving listeners of this podcast 20% off drinks until the 29th of October, an hour before, during, and after the sport that you're watching. All you need to do is download the Green King app. If you've not downloaded it before, you'll even get a free welcome pint as well. So head to the App Store, download the Green King Sports app, just search for Green King Sport and get 20% off your round and don't miss a minute of the action. We will catch up on Villa things in the main show over the two weeks. There's obviously been that sinking with the Japanese club. Vissel Kobe. Zaniola's been interrogated, I think would be, the word, uh, would be the word at the moment. We'll see how that one spins out. Hopefully, uh, by the time it comes to the main show, there will be a bit of clarity on that. 
He is up for selection for the West Ham game, so uh, in terms of his importance to this show, he's all good to play, so he'll probably score a hat-trick, then get banned for the rest of the season. Well, he'll, pro- he'll probably already know if he's going to score a hat-trick or not, allegedly. Well, yeah, yeah there's <laughs> that point. But the main concern is uh, looking ahead to the West Ham game. We'll talk about uh, the Europa Conference League in Europa Visions, uh, which will be out uh, over the weekend as well, before the main show. In terms of Emery's press conference, well, we're actually still waiting for that. Again, they're getting later. It's this because we're playing on Sunday so often. But really, the only thing, there's no injuries that have been in the headlines in terms of international break. So it's all about really Ramsey and Moreno. And knowing where they're at. Yeah, all intents and purposes of this show, we will go ahead as if they are out. But Zaniola is in, and the club have actually made a point of announcing that. That was the first time they've actually addressed the situation. Well, New- Newcastle had put a statement out, hadn't they, the day before? So I presume Villa thought, well, we better say something here. It's a pretty short... yeah snappy statement isn't it really there's not much to say at this point it's it's essentially just acknowledging the situation uh, while process is undertaken before there is actually something finite to say but uh, Zaniola as the, the club said is training as normal with the first team squad and available for selection ahead of this weekend's game with West Ham West Ham now our record against these is crap. I've it? lost count. All I know was I was there. This is it's becoming a moment in Villa's history where you can say I was there. And it was I was there the last time Villa beat West Ham. Tom Cleverley, after a bit of trickery from Grealish, 1-0. The young boy Grealish, wasn't it, at that point? Yeah, that was when he was starting to make a name for himself. Tom Cleverley, a rare goal from him. That was when... Sure, guaranteed our safety, didn't it? Yeah, back-to-back wins, wasn't it? Against Home wins against Everton, West Ham, and that was the turn. But, you know, this is before we got relegated. This is kind of ancient history now. Moyes has a great record against Villa. It's 14 Premier League games without defeat, and he's won eight of them. And that's, that uh, crosses over West Ham and Everton. But we've lost the last three at Villa Park, and there was a thumping thrown in there as well. There was a thumping in there, and even the game when we got a point, you know, that that very early in our first season back in the Premier League, I think we they were down to ten men for about seventy five minutes, weren't they? Or something. Oh, that ridiculous. was a frustrating game. That was what an annoying game that was. But just for clarity, the cleverly uh, win the last time we beat them at Villa Park, which was is it eight games ago, nine games. Yeah, home and away. Yeah, yeah, home and away. That was 2015, so it's we're getting close to a decade, and it's not one of those where we haven't played them for a long time. If we're in the Premier League, you're playing West Ham uh, pretty much. In the context, and I've you know I've had a little look what West Ham have been saying, and they're they're looking at themselves. I think the their European nights are starting to seep in to their current DNA. And they're looking at this potential European coefficient if we England remains one of the top two, and unless all the English teams in this year's European competitions uh, flake out and you know or get knocked out of the group stages, which I don't think is going to happen, the Premier League will be more than likely gifted an additional space for uh, 24-25. So there'll be five teams in Europa League, sorry, uh, five teams in the Champions League. And West Ham, all their fans certainly are starting to talk about themselves as a candidate for that. To be fair, you know, they're mentioning Villa, Brighton, Newcastle, 
as the kind of pot of teams that will be chasing that fifth spot. So they're looking at this as a six-pointer in regards of that Champions League, which is which is interesting. And and actually, I've never been thinking about this. And the fact that they're thinking about it made me think, well, actually, uh, if that's a reality, it's five spots, then... You've got to go all in. Suddenly the league table, from a club's point of view, and you, and you, and you start to track back and look at the kind of, let's say, 75% strength teams we've been putting out in the Europa League and you're thinking well yeah maybe the club are, are totally in for the league this season I and if so. they do flake out of the Europa League it's because they actually they weren't planning to stay in it that long or let's say if 75% 80% of the effort you know of effort can get you all the way then so be it but uh, it's not a calamity if they get knocked out because actually they're looking at that fifth spot and they're looking at it with real intent what do you think, bud? I have a feeling that's what Emery's, not necessarily his remit is, but I th- he would probably view it that, well, United don't look much shakes. I think minute, these I things think he, come I, from he above, we, yeah. above yeah, his but, head. I mean, the, owners, the owners will definitely be saying, we want to be in the Champions League at some point. Emery will no, view no, it and I'm, say, well, I'm looking at the fifth, fifth spot now. I think, um, let's talk about this season, the here and now. I, I think that I think that that's their uh, raison d'être now. Certainly to be in the mix. Well, you, you qualify or you don't. It, that is their aim, I think. I, I mean, it just it only just dawned on me just from these West Ham fans talking about it uh, that uh, is it a possibility? And yeah, it's a big opportunity, especially with other teams around us weaker. You would say, as, as I mean, uh, stand, and we're only going to get better this year when people come back. Because I think when you look at Newcastle, you think, yeah, that's made the top four a lot, lot harder. But then when you, if you take it to five, then you actually think, well, actually, we can finish above Brighton. That takes us, compared to last season, takes us to six. And then you've just got to finish above, well, essentially Newcastle. And uh, when you look at the table at the moment, you've got a little head start. So from the club's hierarchy, you'd be thinking, well, yeah, that's a realistic situation. Which brings me focusing more on this game. It is a big game and it is a, it's a mind shift if you can beat a team that you've been beaten at home the last three times. I mean, we, we didn't exactly flip the switch on the, the, our poor form at Molyneux in recent years, but considering we've been beaten five of the last six trips there, a, a draw is not the worst uh, result. But we did look and at could, these and Wolves won. and West Ham games and say, now, this is a, a tangible test of, are we improving? And these are games where we need proper points from. You'd take four points from those two games if we can beat West Ham. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. So, is it likely? One good thing is that at least they've also been occupied with European games, although really this is on the back of an international break, so that's more of a factor. Both teams will be relatively or fresher than obviously if we'd have played a week later, having had Thursday night trips. Yeah, because you, you just look at Kamara, Diaby, you know, they're not exactly uh, playing full games internationally. Watkins... None of our guys did really, did they? Even like McGinn managed to get a bit of a rest. I think he came on with about a minute to go in Paris. You know, Scotland had obviously already qualified at that point. Torres sat on the bench for both games. I think Cash Watkins did as well. Watkins only played the first game. Yeah, Watkins played the first game, didn't come on in the second. So they've all had a bit of a break. You're probably factoring in guys like Martinez with the travel fatigue, but he's, he's probably getting used to that now, I would have thought. Yeah, and he's a goalkeeper as well, so it's, it's yeah. not as you know, bad. Louise didn't, Louise didn't travel. Zaniello obviously didn't end up playing in the end either. Yeah, Dean's not in the French squad. So generally, we've, 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 not had a, we've not been too depleted by the international stuff. Yeah, so that will uh, stand us in good stead. I mean, you could say, I mean, like uh, Lucas Paqueta... Didn't wasn't in the Brazilian squad, was he? No, 
No. Ward Prowse wasn't in the England squad. So, uh, yeah, I mean, reasonably similar positions I would, uh, I would offer. Yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So what kind of game will this be? I mean, similar formations. Will this be a cancel out? I mean, virtually the same. Tonkers, the recent games have been a bit turgid. They have, and, and two similar, well, A, the same sort of formations and very similar approaches as well. You know, West Ham don't have a lot on the ball. They tend to hit on the break a lot. Villa will try and make West Ham come on to them. So it could be quite similar to the Wolves game. Ultimately, it's on Villa to go and to, to try and win this game, but it's probably only Brighton, who we've played against, who really played into our hands and you know, possibly Everton in the first time game. A lot of the other games at Villa Park have been tended to be a little bit harder. But we have to take the initiative. We are now we are in double figures in Premier League consecutive wins at, at Villa Park. And we should be confident. This is the first big test of this season, I think, for that run. I mean, Brighton was meant to be, wasn't it? And it, it proved to be a very easy afternoon's work in the end, surprisingly, you know, for, from everyone's point of view. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm talking about re- uh, recent history. I mean, we've beaten mm-hmm. Brighton uh, and we Very had an expectation of beating them. West Ham is a different matter because shocking recent form against them and at Villa Park, you know, the lost yeah. the last three, haven't won the last five. So this is, uh, in terms of... Apart from the obvious, Manchester City, Arsenal, which are coming up fast on the uh, horizon, this is, if you want to extend that run, if you win this, then you've got a couple of games that you should be able to extend it, and then your big tests come in Manchester City and Arsenal, but you know that's obviously uh, in, in the future. Yeah, we play them twice in a week, don't we? Is it Tuesday night, Saturday night or something? I think it's one of those Amazon game weeks. That should be interesting. But if we can get over this game, I'd, I'll be satisfied with our run because it, it, you know, it's if you beat Luton after that, then 12 home wins. That, I mean, obviously it's spread across two seasons, but it's certainly a great help. And interestingly, I mean, we're fifth in the table after eight games. We've only played three home games this season. Which is strange to think, you know, in terms of Arsenal have played five. Yeah, but it shows you how actually solid our positioning is. Yeah, especially with you know the other, other factors we've had. You know, you're factoring in starting to play in Europe and the injuries we've had. You th- we, we are in a very positive position because we, we, sh- we should only really get better from this point. Maybe that'll level out after we've played Manchester City and Arsenal. But you know, let's let's see because you know if we get point, we wouldn't be surprised if we got points there. I mean, after all, Wolves beat Manchester City, so it will be of no surprise. And we're good at home. We're good at home, and nobody's going to want to come to Villa. Now, the only team who's come to Villa Park and won recently was Everton in the Cup, and you'd sort of discard that because it was such a farcical non-event of a game. We really have uh, the best home record in the league at the moment. I mean, if you look at the home records of the games played so far, Arsenal and Brighton have actually are the two teams above us, but they've actually played five games. Arsenal have drawn two, 
Brighton have drawn one, lost one. So it's only Villa, Liverpool, Manchester City, Tottenham that have 100% home records. We have the superior goal difference. In terms of uh, away form, West Ham are, are at the moment sixth. They've played four, one, two, drawn one, lost one. A mixed bunch of opposition, I think, in uh, teams in there. You know, one all against Bournemouth away. They did beat Brighton, though, didn't they? They did, yeah. While Arsenal and Manchester City, second and third, respectively, in terms of best away records, but Manchester City have lost two away, and but that's you know that's to come. I mean, they got a good result in there. They drew two all with Newcastle last time out. West Ham and Boyle accounts played fairly well, ran them quite close. But that was at uh, at home, yeah, at home, the London Stadium, whatever you call it nowadays, whatever it's called this week. Yeah. In terms of uh, specific threats, it's it's still funny. I, I still laugh when I went to, once upon a time uh, a few seasons ago. I went to see. Uh, we got free uh, free ticket from a whole season ticket holder. Gave me and uh, somebody uh, two season tickets to go to Hull versus West Brom. Nil nil. Shocking game. But Jared Bowen was playing for Hull, and I couldn't believe that a footballer so one footed and he was super left footed would really make it as a Premier League player but you know that is the level nowadays isn't it you only need one foot but he's now an <laughs> England player <laughs> yeah and he is uh, like West a European trophy yeah West Ham top scorer and pound for pound uh, you know if you asked a West Ham fan is he a good signing he, he's you know he's a great signing yep would you consider him their main threat I think so just probably because of he's likely to come up against sort of our left hand side in Dina and Pau Torres as well and that'll be an interesting matchup, I think. He's had, you know, he scored five this season. And the way he links up with Ward Prowse as well, that'll be an interesting one. Ward Prowse has obviously signed signed for them in the summer, but done done fairly well since he arrived. I didn't. He's I didn't been know playing deeper, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's been playing as a six. But he and he's kind of switches sides. He's not uh, exclusive. And of course, he's always a set piece threat, which with their height at set pieces is going to be a threat for Villa. Yeah, I mean, Ward Prowse has scored two at the moment, but he's leads their assists with three but it's his pass percentage 90.6 which is head and shoulders above anybody else in the squad and shows you that he is a very efficient player and you know Suchek is always it's like a linchpin isn't he for West Ham he's always tended to play up reasonably well against us as well in the past and they're a physical midfield you know they're guys and our guys aren't aren't massive so what do you think Villa's best course of uh, action is against them I think it'll be a. I don't think we'll change the way we play. To be honest, it'll be sort of slow in approach and try and go through the gears in the final third. I'm interested to see if he plays Zaniola or Bailey. Obviously, Diaby will, will start. He was obviously back, wasn't he, against the Wolves, but didn't look fully fit. I think you're going to want a fully fit Diaby back, and then with, with, that's probably going to be the only selection dilemma for him. You know, sort of the back four goalkeeper picks itself, the midfield, the two deeper midfielders pick themselves, and you're going to play Watkins. So the only selection dilemma really. When Ramsey's not there, is who do you who do you play off the you know off the striker? I'm just thinking because they're so well, they're kind of big lumps, aren't they, at the back uh, West Ham? Whether yeah. he'll go uh, quick and nimble as opposed to you know, Bailey over Zaniola? Yeah, possibly. And play could be that out on temptation. The yeah, and let him and Diaby sort of move move about a little bit. It would have been a good game to have Ramsey available for, to be honest. But yeah, there was no inclination that him and him and Moreno were close yet, which is which is frustrating really because we thought we'd have him back after the first international break. Here we are after the second one, and they're still not even even there really, bar a, you know a couple of quick cameos for Ramsey. But I think 
Danny Ings returning against uh, Villa. I mean, he's only played 33 minutes of league action this season. Hasn't started a game yet, so I don't... I'm not going to even say it because it'll be famous last words, but... It would. Uh, we all know what we're thinking. I will say uh, that he's not part of the uh, equation in terms of a threat going into this game in terms of starting lineups. Let's put it that way. You almost forget that he's there, don't you, as well? Yeah. He, he started in the League Cup against Lincoln, but failed to score in, in their eventual 1-0 win there. So with that said, Mum's pool panel result? A very, a very tight, cagey home win. Yeah, I think that's heart overhead though, isn't it? A draw wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm going to go for the draw. I think that that run has, that run has to come to an end eventually. I think the way we're playing at Villa Park at the moment, you, you could see it being this time round. What, what are you saying there? That we've been playing badly? We we just beat Brighton for six. No, the way the way our run against West Ham has gone historically ah, right. in recent years, that run has got to come to an end. And if it's going to, it's going to come to an end now when we're playing so well at home. Ah, I thought my you were point. referring to the run of uh, no, 10 no, 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 no home wins. I don't think it'll be a good game to be brutally honest, just because of the approaches of both teams. I think it'll be a pretty tight one, this one. Yeah. Don't be expecting another Brighton mauling. But this is, as I said at the start of the show, this is an important barometer. And mentally, you know, as I said, West Ham fans are starting to talk about this top five. I don't think we've, as a fan base, have really been daring to discuss that so much. But I think if you win this game, it's a huge step in the right direction. Because let's face it, if you want to finish top four, top five, even top six. You've got to be beating or taking points off the likes of Newcastle, West Ham, Brighton, Chelsea. Tottenham. And we have been, uh, you know, against Chelsea and Brighton. Newcastle, obviously a bad day at the office. Tottenham, we'll see. But this... This is a team that probably West Ham under the radar, but they are, you know, the two seasons now in Europe and doing very well. I mean, they're on a, I mean, they, they, their level of teams they've been playing probably hasn't been as, as, as high as ours. I mean, they played Alkmaar in the semi-final. Uh, we're playing them just as a group fodder. And, and when they're second in the league and flying in Holland. Yeah, when they're a different kettle of fish. I mean, I suppose West Ham will say you can only beat, you know, who's in front of you. But let's see. I'll, I'll go for the draw, though, in, in terms of the uh, the pulls panel, just to hopefully prod the football gods in the right direction of uh, proving me wrong. And you can all laugh at me as we swipe West Ham away 4-0. But you're going for the uh, the KG 1-0. I am. Or more like a two-one. I don't. I don't. I don't really fancy us to keep clean sheets. To be honest, at the moment. Well, at home, only two goals against this season, with thirteen mm. scoring thirteen. So we've been pretty tight at home. To be honest, it's just a way where uh, we let games escape our grasp. Whether it's Warsaw, Newcastle, Liverpool, Wolves to a certain extent. We've well, we only conceded one. I'm talking about uh, letting oh, of, yeah, teams destroy us. Yeah. Right. Please do follow My Old Man Said on Twitter, at My Old Man Said. Same with Instagram, at My Old Man Said, and Facebook, at My Old Man Said. What's your Twitter address, Bud? At Bud underscore music. Right, until the main show, where we will be joined by Full Shaw, and also Europa Vision, when I will be joined by Armin. It's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.